Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Joe Pavlansky, writer for Scary Monsters Magazine, curator of the Crypt of Classics, and this guy right here, this crazy guy is Eddie Guevara. He is the owner of HouseOfTheUnusual.com. And when we combine our powers, we are House of the Unusual. <laughs> What's going on, right, Eddie? Joe. How are you, Joe? Good, man. How's right, everything going? I, 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 I wore my Frankenstein shirt for all your stuff in oh, the yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. see, you see all the Frankenstein stuff back there? This one says, to Joe Pavlich. <laughs> Pavlansky, I'm sorry. Mispronounce your name. Joe Pavlansky from Sarah. Nice. All right, Mr. Joe. So what's 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 new over there? Uh, nothing much, Joe. The snow melted. It rained a little, so that's a good thing in my side. It's but just... uh, today I wanted to talk, you know, the end of the year thing, and we want to do what is best. What were the best novelties that made us who we are today, that we became collectors for, and what were the best-selling comic book novelties of the 1970s? Mm. This is like the end of the year showed kind of even though we still have a week but by the time this airs it will be the end of the year we heading heading into 2021 and out of this crazy uh last crazy. 12 months so hopefully well, the next year is is even well, better it, it will be crazier the beginning of it might be crazier but um here's the situation when this airs it will be almost 2021 when i was back in grammar school i read a book entitled 1984. It told you back in the 70s that when 1984 came around, it was going to be like, you know, big time. It was going to be flying airplanes, you know, flying cars. Excuse me. Yeah, right. The world of tomorrow. Yeah, the world. 1984 came and gone. Then the year 2000 would be the older thing. So actually, Popular Mechanics put out a, a book entitled The World of Tomorrow That Never Was. Well, you know what I, I remember back in the late '80s, you know, talking with my friends, and um, you know, we were all Star Wars fans. So you would see the speeder bikes, and we were all, um, uh, what was the uh, the move Back to the Future, where they had the hoverboards and everything. And you know, we all thought by the year 2000 we'd have hoverboards and speeder bikes, and you know, here we are with none of it. <laughs> well, here's one thing, Joe, that you, that you um. I forgot to mention to you, when you said hoverboard, you reminded me. There was a time I was selling hoverboards, like the plans on how to make them, on popular mechanics and science. I have them somewhere. In fact, I'd probably like to send you a copy, just like I had the how to build the jetpack. Oh, that would be I think I told you the story one time some guy ordered it, and after he ordered it, I think I sold it to him for like $14, and he sent me a, a notice on eBay saying that, you know, that he wants his money back because he says this it's impossible for me to build this. <laughs> and the first thing I was gonna say, if you're such an idiot that yeah. wants to build that, you, you deserve not your money back. You deserve to go <laughs> to go to an asylum for being a nut. Um the well, there are build, there are some that, people that are building uh with a good jetpacks you see they got them that hang out of the what is it like um like a tube in water and it funnels the water through to keep yeah yeah of course yeah but you can build those that's simple but i'm talking about a real rocket powered jetpack like the rocketeer (laughs) yeah you you know that's like yeah that ain't gonna happen you do remember there was a guy recently that he got killed building his own rocket he wanted to see if the earth was flat or not i mean he was smart enough to build the rocket but yet the earth is flat for him you know he got the darwin award for the year Right now, yeah, it was definitely. Well, here let's let's get down to the basics here because this might be you know an interesting little show. All right, what do you got? I know you I have a list right here. And Joe, you've been shuffling through it's some my stuff. private list. This list here has I listed the ten. Oh, not the ten. The eh, I'm gonna give. What do you got in there? The top fifteen, but it's it's supposed to be what is the best selling mail order items of all time. Okay. Now, on the top of the list, of course, everybody knows this as a fact. As you can look, if you go on, on the YouTube channel, House of the Unusual, you'll see that the Polaris nuclear submarine has the most hits on it. The unboxing of it, which was a video that I did with this uh, 
stupid noise in the background, a music thing. That's such a, be- such a beautiful it. item too. That yeah. that submarine. I wish, man. There's only what is there? Sold, one no sold, sold for fifty thousand. It's yours. You you're interested? No. Right. <laughs> yeah, let me let me have my wife give me give me a little loan and. Okay. But but how many well, of those subs are known to exist? Right now, in my I don't know. I think it's at the beginning of eBay and prior to that, since nineteen eighty five. I've looked for them as as well as another seven foot ghost. I've looked for um for the uh, what am I gonna say the robot plans that never were. Uh, Todd's rolling in his in his yeah. chair right now. Those dang robot plans again. Yeah, yeah, he's. <laughs> but um, I have never seen one come up anywhere. I've gone to flea markets. I go to conventions. I've traveled, like, I mean, to a lot of places where people, yeah, I, especially like PAL, PAL, there's a PAL here that does like a regular monthly flea market, and it's been there for like 38 years, and I've talked to every collector. Everybody remembers, oh, I, oh yeah, I had it as a kid. Mm-hmm. No one can bring one forth. In fact, I actually launched a thing a while back saying I challenge anyone, uh, you know, like I would give them, I think it was $1,000 if, oh. if, they, if they could come up with a seven-foot <laughs> ghost. And right now, yeah, okay, there was one time way back where um, right before the book Mail Order Mystery, so this was like 2010, one came up for sale from the Johnson Smith Company that some guy apparently, I think he bought a real estate office and inside the office that had been abandoned for like 18 years since I was a building, there was an old real estate office Mm. and he found in a drawer with files an actual, with the emblem, seven foot, you know, how do people come across stuff like that? Like, I, I never me, find you know anything. What? It's people that come across with it, Joe. And you know what they do? They sell it to morons like me for $895. So Goodbye, though. It's well, goodbye. It, because of that, uh, Kirk decided to write the book of my collection because he actually flew over to see, since he was one of the bidders that lost against me. I told him, Kirk, certain things we can't fight for because <laughs> I'm going out all the way. But anyway, it was kind of funny, though, because... The story that he actually wrote on his blog, I think if you go to Kirk Damaris' blog, he tells the story how, um, you know, he was teaching, I think, in a school at the time or something like that, and, and he was took a break, and and he said that when um, when he lost, uh, I didn't know he had lost, you know, I didn't know he was bidding against me, uh, he, he went home, like, he was really upset, you know, his whole day was ruined, and I remember when I tried to that I had no idea I was going to pay $900 for it. And I froze on the computer just looking at it. My friend from the background goes, Eddie, your wife was going to kill you, man. And I said, you know. And to this day, she still doesn't know you bought it. <laughs> no, no, she knows. She knows. She knows. But I had actually my friend uh, forked over the money that day for me to get it for without her finding out and whatever. <laughs> but um, the what thing would you, was interesting would, with. With the ghost is that you know it, I have it now. It's to me it's priceless, and yeah, I have yeah. way over three thousand dollars for it. But having that and the original melting ghost, each individually packaged, which I'm actually going to try to do one of these days when we do um, in the, I don't know next couple of weeks, I might bring out both of them and actually do an unboxing of them to see what they look like because I've had them under when I took it to Michaels. The the yeah Johnson you have it in a frame right. Yeah, I got it framed at Michael's for like $183, and they put it, the Johnson Smith one, in a huge frame, and then they put it on bubble wrap. And well, That was like, I don't know, 2012. It's still there. I never opened it again. I've never seen it since I got it framed. Okay. So it would, be, it would be nice. I wish my wife would let me put it up in the wall. You know, that ain't going to happen. But well, anyway, hey, what, well, well, what do you got on your list there? I'm, well, I'm yeah, dying I was to say the, your... the, Of course, the number two best-selling item You've would been be... teasing me. Well, the, the number two most popular item would be the seven-foot U-Control Ghost, mostly the Johnson Smith being more popular than the Melton Company one. So you and think then, so, so the Ghost was more pot, or the, I'm sorry, the um, Sub was more popular than the Ghost? The Sub, is not that it was more popular. The Sub, the Ghost, the seven-foot Green Frankenstein, and Boney the Skeleton, and the Vampire Bat were the most uh, advertised for. Okay. Uh, the were they the popular, most sought after? Yeah, well, sought after now in the line of what I told you, the Polaris would probably be because it's so, like, so many people wanted the submarine, but it was just, 
until recently on Earth because there's never been one shown anywhere. Okay. And I was reluctant for many years to even show what it looked like because I wanted to kind of keep that a secret until I was ready to launch it, which I screwed up with the seven-foot Frankenstein because I, I guarantee I went to the, the Honor House company uh, five times to meet with the original owner. And I was given, back in 1986, uh, 10 Frankensteins and 11 bony the skeletons in mint condition. And like a ball run, I started selling. I sold uh, eight Frankensteins. I had 10. One of them I, I recently gave you. Yeah, but, that, but, uh, I love that one. That's like uh, my favorite thing in the world. But I, I Thank flooded you. the market with them. You know, you know <laughs> I flooded <laughs> the market. And, and then one of the ones I sold for, like, I think, 178 to some guy in, in Texas, I get a call from, from uh, another guy who bought it off of him for like 300 And he goes to me, what can I, this was last year, why are, how much do you think I can ask for this? And I told him, who sold it to you? When he told me a thing, I go, wait a minute. I went to look at my old um, files where all my sales, because I keep like a hard copy of everything. I go, why? I sold it to this guy for, I think it was 178 plus tax, whatever. And I said to him, why don't you try 520? No, I'm sorry. I told him, yeah, 520 starting bid and like a 575 buy an hour or 550. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. 450 starting bid, 520 buy it now because you have okay. to like 10% off. And the next morning, he tells me he sold it. I'm like, "What? You sold it, Dan?" I was like, "For five hundred dollars." Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. That um, because I've never seen one that seven foot skeleton. Was that the same material that plastic that the seven foot Frankenstein was made from? It's the same exact thing. the The only difference with Bony the skeleton is if you you have it in your mail order mysteries book. Uh, Kirk laid out my two copies on the floor, and you could see Bony the skeleton is waving like that instead of like the picture you see in the actual ad. Right. He's got his hand down because what they did is when they created the ad, they, um, I, I guess, it wasn't Honor House who did that. It was somebody from the Johnson Smith company because okay. that ad first appeared in Johnson Smith for like only five catalogs and then Honor House ran away with it. But um, whoever it was in Johnson Smith used what a model kit that's famous in Famous Monsters of Filmland. You could see it was called the the perfect man or the the modern man, I think it was. And it shows the skeleton, which is an exact copy. So they must have taken that copy and used it for the bony bony poster. Oh, okay. The bony look like that. But when you look at the one, the actual bony, it's it's really, it's sad because it even looks like beige. <laughs> it's really, honestly, if you look at bony, it's it's not a good poster at all. Well, you know, go ahead and send me one and then I'll, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> You know what, Joe? I still have two. If I find the second one, which I know I definitely have, I might consider that just to to tell you about that. I don't want to put your hopes high because, you know, that's that's a hard find. But uh, I do I'll, I'll send my muscle man Todd over there to come rough you up. No, well, Todd's still <laughs> waiting for his e. See, that's funny. I had a. I thought Todd might have had it. I had a when I opened the pack of the. Hair growing monsters. <laughs> I came across and I sent them three. I didn't realize that the one that fell into the box was Igor. And I'm like, I'm not going to get it because it fell like deep into the box. And I wasn't going to. So I know he's hounding me now for Igor because it, it needs, he needs it for his collection. I thought he had it. Apparently he doesn't. But I got him now by a stronghold. That's it, man. All right. So so we got the Polaris Nuclear Submarine, the seven foot monster go, the seven foot Frankenstein bony. Okay. And then later on was the six foot Dracula and Frankenstein poster, which is the color version of him, which have been selling very well. They they're very very awesome. And then of course, the other famous item that stood the test of time to this day, and you still get it everywhere from Spencer's to CVS, the the Joy Buzzer and Whoopee cushion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those oh, have yeah. become, you know, David could tell a better story about that, but he <laughs> has a story where. He explains how the Joy Buster kind of helped America come out of the Great Depression when one of the presidents of the United States actually used it. Um, I don't know if it was Eisenhower. It was somebody. David would know that story. I will let him say it next week. He was going to be on tonight, but he's on an important call retrieving magic from uh -oh. some guy way back who I think passed away. And uh, that's what David does. He, he gets rare. Well, well here's, a, here's a cool story on the whoopee cushion. If, and I, I I know you know this, and but not a lot of people out there might not uh, know it. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
It was during the, I believe, the early mid '80s, uh, during the AIDS epidemic, and there was such a need for um, uh, latex that the whoopee cushion its production for a couple years, um, while the latex was used to make you know condoms and everything, you know, to try to you know minimize the epidemic a little bit, and then eventually the whoopee cushion ended up. Uh, coming back into production. So I always thought that was a, a yeah. cool story. And, and I got the, uh, when, when I talked to um, Craig Tarbeck uh, a couple months back, he had told me about that. I thought that was really cool that how, you know, these, these social issues played, you know, into mail order novelties and how, you know, one affected the other. Well, you, you know, something when you're saying about that, um, I don't know if that's the reason why S.S. Adams, I asked that to David, but I don't think David knew enough on that. Uh, he told me he would have to do, but um, when they came out with their versions of the whoopee cushion, uh, it was called the raspberry cushion. Right. And it's made of vinyl. <laughs> you know, it's not made of the rubber. It's, it really honestly didn't work that well. Uh, it wouldn't hold the air like the rubber version of it. But anyway, um, going down the list here, because I'm only going to do like the first 15, so I have sh- time to show a few of the items. Okay. Uh, even though that some of the items are not here, but I'm just going to show as a, in general uh, what the items, you know, items that were that we have grown with. Okay. Um, these the seventh, of course, would be your favorite, the X-ray glasses. Yeah. And <laughs> you know the hypno specs are among the X-ray glasses, but the hypno specs were only sold through the Johnson Smith Company. They were not as popular. In fact, I don't even really know that many people that actually had it because I, I never showed that ad in, in many, many magazines. But uh, then, of course. Oh, and here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you got to look. Those are the ones. If you look outside of the street, like you'll see the word X-ray specs. But uh, the, I see you. <laughs> uh, the other one are. Ready for this now? That was number seven, the extra specs. Number eight, which title here? The sea monkeys. Now, nice. the sea monkeys, the reason they're not so sought after is because they're still being sold everywhere. They just I, never I, stop being sold. You know what? I, Todd just he sent me some uh, sea monkeys uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, I have it on the blog. If, if you guys out there go on House of the Unusual. Dot com on the blog i started a sea monkey blog i'm kind of cataloging my uh my sea monkeys journey through life and i just um what was it today you know yesterday had some that actually hatched and they're man they are so small and you know they're just fluttering around the um fluttering around the the little uh um aquarium that i have and i tell you what they're it's the first time i've ever had sea monkeys i always wanted them when i was smaller but they um they don't look like the ads that's for sure except for you know I do have an Eddie and a Todd sea monkey in there you know Eddie my Eddie sea monkey talks to everyone and Todd sea monkey he already got his crown on and he's trying to rule the kingdom so yeah you know, he he's, probably, he's probably sitting in a corner minding his own business because uh, antisocial <laughs> he doesn't want to mingle in with the rest of the monkeys there <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing though the thing with the sea monkeys is uh, you know I've had him several times. Oh, gosh, it's just like every single year I go religiously to a shop right near me or anywhere, and I try to buy the famous Venus flytrap. Oh, <laughs> this, nice. This one here is uh, is like kind of like the one they sent in mail order in a little egg like this that the darn thing never actually grew. But I always <laughs> buy a live – it only lasts about a month, and then it dies – and my wife says, why are you buying one again? And I'm like, yeah, I have to, man. We got a water. <laughs> but anyway, here's the other thing. Number nine is mystery top. Now, the mystery top is that little top, which is in a little black platform, and it has magnetic, and it spins, and it can spin for days. Apparently, Craig, I, I was unaware of this. I think he told you the same thing, that it was one of the hottest-selling items for the yeah. company. Um. You know, it's kind of funny that I'm looking at this list right here, and for some reason, I don't know where the Venus flytrap. <laughs> I didn't put it on here. That that's kind of crazy. No, nah, rip up the list. It's done. Yeah, I'm gonna that's have it. to man, make changes. But anyway, so that's uh, number nine, mystery top. Then we have ten. Now ten is the moon monster. 
I don't think a lot of us, including myself, learned of the Moon Monster till eBay came around. I had seen ads of the Moon Monster as a kid, but vaguely remember them. Now, now this is a. Now we've talked about this item before a little bit for the people that don't know what it is. What give us a little description of the Moon Monster? The Moon Monster was out of Union City, New Jersey, where they started selling it. But I thought I thought this was the end of the story. Um, I came, I realized that this ad existed because, like I said, I think they stopped selling it in, in probably 1970. That's a poster, so correct? Think, yeah, but 1970, I'm like six years old now. You know what I'm saying? I, okay. I'm so I 71, 72, I started more like realizing what I wanted and stuff. So, you know, the memory, early memories are vague, you know. And when I saw it one time, like in 1985, 86, I forgot where. I started getting interested. I was like, well, it's a cool ad. It says you can buy you if you join the Monster Fan Club, okay? Uh, and it's out of Union City, New Jersey. Uh, you would get a six-foot moon monster, three monster masks, uh, 12 photographs, a bulletin that's called the Monster News or whatever. Monster, oh, wow. A badge and a card. Super oh. cool for only a dollar. Wow. So, you know, I was able to acquire, of course, uh, a whole set. Uh, the set that I had did not have the bulletin. In fact, most people that have an entire set, for some reason, the bulletin is missing. Okay. But some guy got a bulletin and I paid like $35 and I was able to complete the set. Oh, nice. The other thing that threw me off is a couple of years ago, I saw one time on eBay somebody advertising the moon monster now with all the knowledge of because the way i do my research in case people ever wonder is i take i have an entire collection and archived that i purchased from boys life magazine that go back to 1966 i think and it ends in 1984 it has every single ad like all the advertising pages in boys life every single ad which boys life was the main place where all this novelty stuff were advertised comic books had them but Boy's Life was, you can say it's the king of the crop, you know. And what I did was, is I started going on the computer, a Windows 95 computer. And I, this is how long I started doing it. And I spent over five weeks every night, three, four hours to three, four o'clock in the morning, writing down, oh, the, the ghost first appeared at this time. And that's why I kind of became like an expert, because I was able to track down all this information. The Moon Monster, I know I cannot find any ads for it past 1970. Really? The September issue. And it ran in a magazine called Erie Magazine, I think. And because you had Erie and, and, you know, I forgot the other brother to Erie. It was Erie and then it has another magazine called, um, what the heck was it? Shriek? I, I forgot. It's a Warren Publishing magazine. Yeah, it's slipping uh, my mind. Oh, gosh. I, this is funny. I forget that. But anyway. Lo and behold, a moon monster comes on the internet, on eBay, and the lady who has it says it was her brother's. Her parents took it away from him because he scared somebody. I forget who was in the family. They hit it on him, and she was trying to sell it. But it showed the moon monster with a side profile, which actually, it's in, in Mail Order Mystery. You could see it in a small version. A side profile with a tail, but the face is that of the moon monster. Okay. So the first thing I go is I go on Universal Monster Army and I hear some people, you know, were interested. And I go, that's a fake because I've done all my research. And Mr. Expert here never found another copy prior to it. Well, man, was I wrong? I went on. And of course, I don't want to say who on in Universal Monster Army got a little upset. <laughs> I outbid him. I didn't know I was doing that, though, by the way. And I won it. When I got it, it has a California address, and it's 1959. So whoever the moon monster was, or whoever ran that, which is funny, though, because I've gone to the building where the company used to be, mm -hmm. and there's a guy that owns a store there from 1971. And I've asked him, do you remember? He says, listen, there was some guy there that had like a magic shop or something up there, but he has no idea. So... I didn't. I haven't really gotten into more details to who the owner was because in reality I have it already, so I don't need to to find the owner to get a copy of it or know the history of it. But the poster was real. 
and I have it in my possession. I've never printed it. I've never put it out. But I realized when I received it that it was original as hell. In fact, it has the, you know, everything. The envelope is 100% with the, you know, with the postmark and everything. So that's the story of the Moon Monster. And I have sold quite a few. Uh, it's a great item. And, you know, it's it's something that I guess fits along the the legends of mail order, I guess. You yeah. Know? It was, <laughs> even though it was a little before my time now. That's number 10. Now, I'm only going to go, this one's I'll say real quick because I want to now show before, you know, we run out of time here, some of the products. Uh, the other one would be obviously, number 11 would be the snake nut can, which was pretty famous. Now, the snake nut can is still being sold. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you sold you, me one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the metal one? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, that. I got the metal one. This was when when we first started talking through uh, Universal Monster Army, I had bought it from you and... Oh, wow. It was funny. I put it on my um on my counter and got my wife with it. <laughs> That's probably over 15, 20 years ago. No, that that was um I think two thousand twelve. Wow! All right. Yeah, after so about two thousand twelve. Yeah, because I had just joined. Mail What's that? I'm sorry. Mail order mysteries came out in twenty eleven. So yeah. Yeah, it was just, yeah because I just joined the the UMA and so it was right around there. Now, <clears throat> number twelve is. Well, very few people, except people that like kits, that like badges and stuff. Uh, one part that a lot of people don't remember is comic books and, and mostly detective magazines sold badges and stuff for you how to become a detective or courses so that you can become a detective. So detective, that, that would be number 12. Now, number 13, there was always karate courses from oh, yeah. the famous one we spoke about, which in fact... Yeah, I, I got to tell you on calf what I read and, and I got to get the book out to, you know, to, cause we were discussing in a previous podcast, the um, legendary, uh, gosh, I forgot his name right now. Yeah. I, I could, Count I Dante. could, yeah. Count Dante. Yeah. Okay. The deadly well, Count Dante. But there was a similar uh, ad for karate course and people remember it cause they used to send you for free a six foot karate practice dummy. It was a six-foot poster. You could buy a medical supply. It actually showed you in the poster the nerf endings in a body. It was, you know, really yeah. cheap poster. I acquired one, and the one that I got was like in 1986, and I found it in a medical supply store in Union City. And the guy had it there, and I think charged me like 10 bucks for it. But I, re I, I think I have it in one of my really early YouTube videos. I have it behind me or something, but yeah, it, it was okay. Kirk Demaris always wanted, he asked me to, I reproduced it and sold like maybe five or six, but I, it was not something I really went out for. Number 14 was obviously the book, like just the karate one, the strong man stunts. And then of course, number 15. And there's like, I, I said, I have like 40, 50, a hundred here, but I'm just going to say, I'm going to stop right now at this one. Number 15 would be the hypno coin and courses on hypnotism because for some reason mm -hmm. in the early 1970s uh, people were really into hypnotism <laughs> uh, and, and I was one of those and I think is we're watching Bugs Bunny uh, getting hypnotized by Elmer Fudd that's what made me uh, fall for it when he uh, I think Elmer Fudd tried to read a book about hypnotism and then uh, it's Bugs <laughs> Bunny anyway uh, having said that and given my opinion because like I said I, we could talk about the details of all this stuff and if I Start. I go, yeah, yeah. You know, the way my brain works is when I start talking to people about this stuff, then I start remembering the stuff that's happened. Because right. I'm a guy that drove to to New York City uh, to meet Wagman five times. I went to meet Harold Rambrohad, who, uh, during a toy trade show in 1982, I met him uh, with, um, no, I'm sorry, not 1982, 1986, I think it was. I met him with his wife, Yolanda, which Tan now works with in conjunction with the Sea Monkey stuff. And he told me how we invented the x-ray glasses. And I spoke to him for quite some time. In fact, I didn't speak to him. He spoke to me with authority and told me what it was. So um, anyway. Now on to the good time, stuff. Let's go. Let's see it. Here, back in time. Here I got one of the very early uh, versions of the x-ray glasses, which were made of plastic here. Now, the more early versions in the back, instead of saying Trans Science Corporation here, they say honey toy industries. 
Believe it or not, I had like 10 of them and I sold most of them oh. because I didn't like the name Honey Toys. So <laughs> Todd explained to me that I sold the ones that go for $500 for like 10 bucks, right? Oh. I kept the Trans Science ones because I thought they were hotter. Anyway, I do have like one or two Honey Toys left, but I could add more. This is one. Now, what happened with this really quick, and I'll tell a little story, is a company named Franco-American Novelties which has been a wholesaler of magic, and they actually produce a lot of the magic items, such as the electric shocking pen, electric shocking book. It's called Franco America. That's why you see the early versions of the electric shocking book. It'll say Franco American Novelties. The guy who owned the company, I'm not going to say the names because he did pass away and stuff. But Harold told me the story that he he borrowed the um, the mold and sent it out to China and lost it. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Harold sued them, sued the guy <laughs> for the mold. So because of that, they went apparently into the uh the later paper version of this, which is the same glasses. You know, um, I'll hold two together here and, and you'll see you got you know the exact same design. Let me see, yeah. But it, it's the same thing, but obviously one is cardboard, one is plastic, right? So Yes, exactly. And and Joe there is wearing one of the versions because this is an earlier version than the one you have, Joe, believe it or not. One of them has the, the slight hole a little bigger. And then you have, the, I think this, this is, no, I'm sorry, this is an earlier version. This is the mail order version. <laughs> and Joe even has the instruction. This is the mail order version because they, it was not packaged. Okay, you can slip out. This then became the standard, you know, uh, item. <laughs> You're great, Joe. You're great, Joe. Now, here's something that Harold hated these people because the Chinese immediately <laughs> duplicated it. So, these are the famous X-ray gogs. I kind of like the packaging on that one. Well, this packaging is very early. This probably is 1985 because I used to sell them in my magic shop. Um, believe it or not, to, to even to this day, I've never seen a store, a magic shop or anything, sell the original X-ray glasses. Really? That's why I think they, they were such an iconic figure thing. Now, going back into the early, here's an early SS Adams polybag glop. Nice. It's supposed to be like a, you know, it's supposed to be, I, I think, a mess, but this is, you know, it, it really is not made like this one that's called. Looks like, looks like urine with bacon bits in it. It, it does. <laughs> but there, there is one that's called plop that really looks like a real throw up. But, you know, SS Adams, you know, they did have, but none of their, a lot of their products were not of. Here is a new. See, they they used they, they went from vinyl to the rubber. You see, yeah. This is this by the way. If people don't know this, this design of the SS Adams was done by Kirk Demaris. Um, he's the guy that was actually hired by them to redesign the packaging for SS Adams. But over here, you'll see raspberry cushion. But they they actually stopped making the blue and green vinyl one, and, and then they started doing this later and thing now. This is an old novelty that you probably never seen, Joe, heard of. But this was a letter. You would say it was called um, the Knuckle Duster. Knuckle, I never heard of knuckle that. Knuckle Duster, see? And what this is, it, it has like, if you notice, <clears throat> it has a, a, wait, let me see if you could, a rub, wait. Okay, there you go. Other way, there we thing. go. <laughs> and what you would do is you go like that when the person took it out of the envelope and say, whack, you know, you know like a mousetrap. Oh, okay. This is a very old uh, trick. And it was made by um, so same same concept as the um, the stick of gum where you pull it out. Gum. Yeah, it was okay. Made by a famous company called Fishlove. Fishlove made a lot of the very rare novelty, you know, back in the day. Now you ask me, and I think you always want this is, is, is with with the new packaging, of course, of Kirk Demaris, the smoke from fingertips. Oh, nice! Yeah, this is Mystic Smoke. This I think was the. The best-selling SS Adams item, according to David. Now, uh, I also had some stuff here that I, I thought you would love. Remember, I told you that Saint Augustine is like the best city in America. Yeah. This is um. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. This is uh definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Here you go. Uh, you will love this. This is like they make some their money in Saint Augustine. Ghost half train of the, adventure. Half of the city is selling ghost rides and ghost trains. So I had that there. I thought I, I want to show you now. Here I have two early famous monsters, give or take, that were sold in by the Captain Company uh, makeup books. Uh, oh, that is cool. I've never seen is those. the Wolfman scene, and, and this one here is uh, 
the monster. What are you, Frankenstein? Does Frankenstein have a mullet? Is he wearing uh, a mullet there? <laughs> you know, honestly, it's... <laughs> It looks I, like a I got, I got to be honest with you. They're, they're put together where I don't even think they're not even looking at it. They're not even stapled. This is the old fashioned way of doing things. Yeah. That's one sheet of paper. And that's how the book is. And you know, I pay like 20 bucks a piece because I thought they were actually better on eBay. And those are pretty cool, though. I've never seen those. They're those cool are... because of how old they are. But that's why a lot of times people <clears> say, hey, how come you don't make your things more modern? Do it. I told a guy that I know I'm not going to mention because this guy is really he's involved with one of the networks and I, I can't say his name because of that reason. But um, one time he met me after Mail Order Mysteries came out and he brings the book to me and he's like, hey, can you sign this for me? And I was like, I got embarrassed as heck, you know, I go, wow. So, you know, we became really good friends and stuff. And he saw me what I was doing. He's like, hey, I can make that better for you. So he goes out. And he makes me a skeleton and brings it back the next day. And I'm like, you've made a joint skeleton. And we, you know, he had the equipment. So I'm like, okay, this is great. But you know what the problem is? That the people my age, they want better looking graphics, but they kind of want the original packaging, right. the staple sheets. The next day he brings me back a retro looking skeleton that looked like the ones from Beasley from the 1950s. Wow, I fell in love with it. So we became good friends, and pretty soon, uh, there's a book that Mr. Joe Pav here is actually writing, and I'm helping him with the book, and we're, it's going to be better than Mail Order Mysteries. It's going to probably outsell all of them. It's going to blow it out of the water. It's going to blow. I'm not going to give title anything yet because it's still in the making, but it's it's actually uh, going to be a very nice item. We have the book cover and everything. for. Yeah, it's, we're, it's, we're taking our time with it because we oh want yeah, that, to that's be... a 10 month. Perfect. A year project. Now, this will probably interest. Um, actually, it might not, because it has nothing to do with the sea monkeys. But this is one of the original Uncle Milton. Oh, that's uh, pretty the cool. The other ones that made the sea, uh, the ant farm. Yeah. The guy Joseph Cosman, who is the nephew of, of this guy, Uncle Milton was the uncle, uh, his uncle actually. Joseph Cosman wrote a book entitled "How to Make a Million Dollars in Mail Order." Yeah. And he also made famous the potato gun or the spud gun that shoots potato pellets that were sold by all the mail order companies in the 1970s and still sold by the House of the Unusual. But anyway, I just just wanted to show because um, here is, uh, you know, the way the catalog came, the Uncle Milton. And it's um, it shows in here. See, like the different. Wait a second. I, I can't show this. The different ant farms. Oh yeah, you know it's it's a it's a catalog now. A lot of people say, "Well, how do you do your oh well, this does by the how do you do your um your research and how do you, well?" Like I said, this is an Uncle Milton catalog, and if we look right here, because see, I, one thing I like about people is when they think that maybe I'm talking, uh, you know, just talking garbage. How I'll do you me, bottom you in? Sit down. We can go over the paperwork. <laughs> uh, this here is one of my very early names of <laughs> when I started going to mail order, I started selling. Um, wow. It's hard to get it back in the packaging here. I started selling uh, books by mail. I didn't do the novelty stuff for like the first couple of months. And, and it was called winter breeze enterprises. You see? Nice. And, 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 and here is care of Here's the thing. When you look at the, at the date on it, can you see it there? 1993. Wait. Hold on. Let me. No, no, wait. Yeah, you got to put on the. Put my glasses on. So that's it. Now, one thing I'm going to say there was a book. This turned me into monsters. Other than Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which I think was the one that actually did the job for me. But this book has a second part to it. But this book is so cool. That I read it and I actually thought you could have monsters as a pet. It was called <laughs> Monster Holiday. Okay. Nice. I think I have one of those. Okay, this book was basically how to care for your pet monster. And let me tell you, man, I read it cover to cover, and I have several copies of it because it it was one of my favorite. But this book actually turned me into monster. I bought it from. Scholastic Book Club. Oh, I love Scholastic Books. I think books. it was in, in 1971, like the summer of it. 
Now, I've had a couple of people, Joe, that I guess have asked me. In fact, one guy actually wrote about the famous skeleton hands that go in your pocket. Made famous, I think, by the seven-foot monster go. Yep, that's the one there, there Joe. I keep and, him on my, my computer every podcast. He, he hangs out with me. Well, that that is fantastic. The way that was supposed to be is the way that the monster ghost tells you to do it. You know, like if you read the instructions of the real ghost, which believe it or not, I've shown the instructions, but it's four pages. I'm never going to show the rest because if I do, you'll have people duplicating and then trying to sell them off as real. Uh, and one thing I hate is when people defraud other people. Like I tell people, this is my copy of this item made better, but in the same kind of thing. But I, you know, you can tell when you want to know if something's original, you got to leave something out in the copy. In fact, I was kind of scared when, um, when I, I re- released with David recently, the hymnal coin. Yeah. Cause it came out so perfect, like the original, including the instructions that I had, David actually had people trying to buy, uh, you know, for like 40, $50 each trying to think that they, you know, can you sell me more? What? I hope you didn't. I hope you didn't defraud me when you sent me this authentic treasure. Oh, no, don't bring that map. People are not supposed to know about those treasures. Uh oh. <laughs> I gotta. I'll put it away. I got. I got two of them. You said they're authentic, and, and now I you get two of them. Treasure hunting wow. now. But no, the point. The point is that my uh, hypno coin. I made sure that it's the size of a fifty cents piece. Uh, well, the other is more like a little bit bigger than a quarter. And, you know, thanks to Todd, by the way. Todd, if you're listening, it's your fault, buddy. Thanks, Todd. Thanks. You know what happened? I'm coming across looking for, for his hair-raising monsters in one hey. of my old novelty box, and I find my original coin that I bought from Johnson Smith 1970 or whatever it was. And it blew my mind because it was different from any other coin. From the era and the present, it was actually cheaper. <laughs> but now, I think you did a video on that one, didn't you? What was that? Didn't you do a video on that hypno coin? Well, I I didn't quite do that because what happened was, is thanks thanks to Todd, I took thanks Todd. Yeah, I'm showing him the coin, and then I take the coin and I put it inside a book <sighs> in my room. It disappeared, and now it's gone. It's been now. Six, four or five months, I can't find it. And he had the nerve to ask me yesterday, did you find your hypno coin? In fact, David looked at it. He's like, wow, that I've never seen that one, that version before. And I said, me neither. But it was a little rounded from being in the box. And I wanted to plan out. So for, we- for anybody that can't see us out there, I, I'm, I'm grabbing my head and shaking it because this isn't the first story of Eddie losing something. <laughs> Well, it's just I gotta blame this one on Todd for his hair. We'll blame it on Todd. That sounds good. But anyway, thanks, Todd. My God, who didn't see this item? This item, I you know, I didn't even mention it, but it was sold by I think Gary Mellor catalog. The the pimple party takes out the vacuum thing. Oh yeah, is supposed to be a thing that sucks out your pimples. (laughs) They still make stuff that's sort of like that. They do, but this is an original, you know, uh, Harriet Carter, whatever. That's you know way back, and then there's another item, super famous, the walkomatic that you put <laughs> on the side of your thing, and it tells you how many miles you walk in a day. Nice, this always sold in the Johnson Smith ads, you know. So That's this item cool. goes way back. I mean, I don't know. I, I think this might be only one or two that I have. I don't think I have too many of them, but uh, this is the original walkomatic. In fact, so that people realize what it is. And they might remember the picture if I can get it out of this original box, which is um, uh, don't damage it. It's not coming up. <laughs> it's not coming out. So, oh gosh, really? Don't oh, break it. You're breaking it. I can hear it breaking. No, I just want to show that. Oh, here, here, I got it out. That's the one. What it looked like? Yeah. Where oh you, yeah. You walk it had like a balance inside. Like I think that's a little balance. It goes back and forth like that, and and it racks up the. And it's obviously, in fact, it, there it is. I'm trying to, it kind of works like the old magic calculator. Yeah. So they mail order that they had a pen on it and it's supposed to tell you the, the times table. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my gosh, it's going hard. Don't break it. Well, I got to put it on later because I just realized it came with instructions. Uh oh. 
I almost crushed the instruction right now. See, guys, I just did this and ripped it. Look, and ripped oh. it. Oh. Joe. See, now I got to thank Joe for something, too. No, blame it on Todd. Oh, my God. Look at this. <laughs> I ripped the original instruction. Let me see what the instructions look like. Uh, here you go. I, I've never actually opened them, so here you go. Wait, there you go. I keep missing the camera here. The instructions for the walk. Instructions how to walk. Pedometer. <laughs> yeah. See it, uh, Joe. You should feel you should feel bad. Look what you made me do, Joe. Look, you made me rip it right oh, here. Oh man. Wow, Joe. How can you do that to your friend, man? Anyway, man is not bringing me nothing this year. Now here's another famous one that a calf said to us. That never worked. I called the dogs and they just didn't respond. Either the dogs were dumb or the whistle didn't work. The famous silent dog whistle. Now, this one here, though, believe it or not, I have it here because this is a deluxe version of the whistle. And um, if, uh, oh, my goodness. can you I, wonder if I, could use, I wonder if I could use one of those to train my sea monkeys. Uh, with Todd, well, you have to get your pool of Todd <clears throat> right to Todd Mitchin, Mitchin and, and ask him if it's okay for you to try to train his sea monkeys, get written permission, <laughs> and then possibly from his royal majesty. Here's the thing now, the way this works is you, you turn the back here and you can adjust the pitch. And let me see, oh, ah. that's what it sounds like. And, and basically what it does is like a whistle. It's very high pitch. And on, I know Cav said it doesn't, but I, I know I've tried it. It does work. The dogs go like that. Look, but you got to just use it for training. Yeah. Um, kits, they made it sound, the Honor House company made it sound like it was, like, you know, only, you know, silent dog whistle. They they <laughs> used the word silent to really sell this product. All this in the wording. Version, so this is more, it's not like the one they used to sell was a little cheaper than this one, but it's it's it. Now, this is one item, of course, a more modern version of it, but it was called the Stink Perfume. This is basically a um, stink bomb in a bottle. I remember I, I gave it to work one time. This guy go, hey, man, because is this French perfume? I said, this is a nice. So he, he took the thing and he, he just, and he goes like this. He just gave it to me and walked away. And I go, what happened? He says, Eddie, because I almost punched you. He says, that thing went through my head. It came on oh. my ears. It almost killed me. Oh, they still still sell uh, stink bombs. I remember they oh, used of course, to come. No, no, stink stink bombs are they're all over the internet. You can Man, buy them on eBay all the time. Now, get right. You can buy them on, on Amazon too, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Now here we have, <clears throat> and I'm going to start with the earliest version we have of skeleton. In fact, if you notice. This is a very early version. See? Oh, I like that. That's a little bit... Um, It's not white. It looks like an off-white. Yeah, it's an off. It's like a bone color if you look at it. Yeah, that's notice, really cool. Th there is... If you look over here, let me see if, if this camera... Because, I mean, the light doesn't really let me put... Let me get a little closer. It doesn't have a separation. It doesn't... Like, the head is, is basically... You know how yours has the little separation in the bottom? Oh, yeah. Here, I'll show it in the, the yeah, camera. Yeah. No, I, ha I have the other one here. So yeah, you could see the differences. The, yeah, the idea with this separation was that you would stick that part inside your pocket. This one kind of you had to stick the whole thing in it and it do it did this. Now he says this look like my family. The way this was supposed to work is you, you attach an invisible string to your, your back of your neck and then you pull it up and it climbs out of your pocket. But <laughs> but here is the earl now. This one is probably 19. 60s, I, I guess this this is very old. I think this might be the only one I have because th this is a very old version. Now, what happened was this is the more popular version, and meaning more popular. This, you know, most ads of the seven foot Frankenstein would show this. I'm saying, I'm sorry, seven foot monster ghost would show this, mm. and they showed this one, okay? But that is the, the difference. Was then, of course. Um, I think this is a oh man. made in China. Actually, I thought it was a Franco, but this is an early version of the same one in glow in the dark. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, so you have this one, and it's kind of if you could see it here, it, it glows in the dark. Yeah, 
you know, okay, now this one here was also now I have even different versions of this that go way back. Like I have probably uh, anywhere from 10 to 11 original ones like like this. Now this is the earliest one, but I have ones of the hands that have a different carding that were sold by the captain company and stuff. Now, another famous item that was called ventriloquist. Uh, I mean, the ventriloquist in time of the 1970s, the, anything that was for ventriloquist or how to throw your voice were very popular. One thing, though, that I refused to sell, I always sold the book on how to become a ventriloquist, and I did call it Throw Your Voice, the same ads as Honor House, Johnson Smith. But one thing I never did was, and I refused to do, now here is an original um, I'll try to take off the staple because this is in the original packaging of what was called by the Johnson Smith Company the Ventrilo. Don't mess up the packaging. No, it doesn't really matter because it, it's the product inside is what because you know, when I bought them, I, I have a couple of I bought them, several hundred of them uh, but when I got them, I, I thought twice and I'm like, you know I can't live with myself if a kid chokes on this darn thing uh, because of me selling them. Um, but anyway, when you order the Ventrilo, the original Ventrilo, and actually this package has four of them, okay? Wow, those are tiny. Yeah, you got, it, it's actually called the Swiss Bird Wobbler. And <clears throat> it came with this little teeny paper here that would show you how to use it by inserting it in your mouth and holding it up against the roof of your mouth. The thing about it, if you say you put it under your tongue, it's one thing, but to put it on top of your tongue, insert it on top of your mouth, the chances of swallowing. Oh, I'm, I'm swallowing more. it. That's it. I'm and then this is I'm the swallowing. book, the booklet, which is this little wait, this little thing like that. So you could see this super little thing like this. This is the booklet that came that taught you how to become a ventriloquist. So they would sell this between 25 cents and 50 cents. Now, the actual device, which I thought when I, because I ordered it when I was like six years old, which thank God I didn't, <laughs> is this device. Look how dangerous it is. It has a cellophane type of paper in the middle, surrounded by a leather thing, and then it has a metal clip. Oh, I'm choking now, on that. Dude, this, you put this in your mouth. Even as an adult, you're choking on this thing. Oh, absolutely. What blows me away is how after, oh gosh, 40 years, 50 years that I know of, I've never heard anybody choking on it. But that's the famous throw your voice. Now, one of the famous mail order companies, oh yeah, one. this is probably one of the most famous Johnson Smith Company novelties ever sold. Okay? And this is an original. The Coffin Bank. Oh, I love those. But, those but, but if awesome. you see, this Coffin Bank, I, ha I have every version you can get of this bank. And that packaging. I have just... paid 80 bucks for Wanda. <coughs> now, the the artwork on that is just fantastic, too, on, on that packaging. Yeah. No, the, the graphics on it, because this is the original, you know, they have... Yeah, those you know, are fantastic. More modern versions of it. So, wait, so look at how nice, right? Yeah. Now, I have ones that are also shaped like a coffin. I've bought every single one of them, anytime I could, because I, I like this particular band. But here it is. Now, here is the metal tin made by the famous... I think the company's called Johan Company or something. You made it. And you can see back here the original because it says made in Japan. Can you see it there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah made in Japan. Um, but this is definitely uh, one of, uh, you can see the, the, the wine key. Wait, let me see the wine key in the corner there. Now I have, I had 12 of them. I've sold all and kept four because I bought them when I had my magic shop in 1985. I, I bought them and they sold me, which is funny though, because the Franco American Novelty Company, when I went there and I bought several things in their old stock, when I ordered uh, 24 of these, they sent me 12, 12 original and 12, but back in 1985, this was only worth five bucks, you know? And I paid, I don't know, 
I'm not going to, I don't even remember what I paid wholesale, but I, I bought two dozen and then I, I kept buying, but I kept the metal ones because they were, obviously, I saw that they nice. were older. Well, hey, Eddie, we got about uh, I know, five I, I minutes here. About five so minutes. So we got to wrap it up. One final thing I want to show here is a very great photograph that I took there with my Robbie the Robot collection. <laughs> you know, I just want to show that I just don't buy one thing I buy many of the same thing That's pretty cool But anyway, um, Joe I think that kind of wraps it up uh, One thing I was going to show is There was a famous company called LB This is one of my other catalog This one goes back to night. If you look at the thing there, 1991 See, 91 yep. And this guy here actually was pretty good But he, he, all his stuff you always see, like, in the old Boys Life magazine, there's, like, a little B, and it says the LB company, and this whole novelties and stuff. Well, this, all he concentrated were on his wooden nickels. But he had a, you know, because one of the companies, like I said, one of the companies, and this, see, the stuff that you were saying, it's all in here, examples and stuff. That's pretty I, cool. I have all, all this original stuff. But one of the things about LB is that LB was kind of like, uh, there was a guy named Jack Abel. Uh, you know what? Let me take that back. I shouldn't be saying the original owner names and stuff. But there was a guy, there was, uh, I, I, I got to own the Fun Factory, which was owned by Lou Weiss, and he was my partner, so I mentioned him. But there was another famous company that sold the money bags. It says $1 million for 50 cents, and that was called the Fun House. And they were located out of Newark, New Jersey. I, I was friends with the owner of that. I, friends meaning I spoke to him on the phone. I didn't really ever meet him in person. Uh, but, um, he had a really interesting catalog, and he sold a lot of the stuff. The Fun House is probably the third most famous company uh, in mail order because you have Johnson Smith and Honor House were side by side the best. Then you had American Circle Corp. Uh, you had um, the Fun House and Fun Factory all over the comic books. They ran the biggest ads, and then you had the big three, um, you know, companies like that that, that finished off and, and stuff. Right. But anyway. I think, Joe, I bought the best I could in the history of mail order for the end of the year of 2020. Sounds we'll good. This again, it'll be 2089, and both me and Joe will be here telling folks. To put on your x-ray vision glasses. Joe, I would have had my hypnospecs, and I would have hypnotized you with mine. You would see <laughs> deep, deep into my eyes with your x-ray specs. You could... By the way, Joe... Um, that comic books uh, stuff you got there in your house, uh, do you sell all that comic books out of your house there? Uh, some some newer stuff, but none of my older. Yeah, because I, I see you set up a nice comic book collection, but that Spider-Man in the back there, way back, that little inflatable guy, I got like about two or three of those. I like him. He's yeah, cool. he's big. I got that one in about yeah. like around 96 or so, so he's... Yeah, I, I, I want mine in an arcade, <laughs> arcade game. So, well, we got we to gotta wrap it up here. Um, Eddie... As always, that was great showing us all the uh, the cool mail order items, and you know this was great having a, a video. We'll definitely be having more videos to go along with our podcast, and for everyone out there, check out our our podcast House of the Unusual dot uh, radio. Head over to YouTube House of the Unusual. Check out all the cool videos we have out there. Eddie's got some really cool unboxing videos. Uh, I have a few, and so does my buddy Todd. And uh, I guess Eddie's buddy, too. I guess we're all buddies with Todd. Yeah, why not? So go check that out. And um, every Wednesday at 3 a.m. Eastern time, we have a, a our new podcast comes out. So mark that on your calendar so you never miss an episode. And uh, I want to thank everybody for watching us and for listening or however you're uh, you're getting your info here. And, you know, head over to houseoftheunusual.com. We have a free forum site. You could join there and um, talk to some like-minded people and give us some ideas for uh, what you'd like to hear on the show. And if you want to be a guest, you know, let us know and we'll see what we could talk about. So that's it for 2020. Well, Whew. the end of the year and another year that flew by. Yep, hopefully 2021 is better for us and we'll we'll be bigger and better things for House of the Unusual. So Exactly. And remember, guys. I only have about maybe 10 left of the original 7-Foot Ghost Special Edition right here. Oh, I got mine. You can get your own. My Craig Tarback sign, number one. 
Yeah, the, the, yeah, the Craig Thomas. I, Drew is my buddy. He had to get the number one, obviously. <laughs> All right, guys. Really like, guys Thanks for showing up. So All right. Good night.